0: Well, uh, you look like you're very smart. (laughs) Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. You drop back in to a spot, the place where the conversation is pointed and the guests right there are sharp and the responses are never dull. Today, we are there in the UK, Wales, close to London. We are with Karen Duran McEwen, And we're going to talk about an autoimmune disease, but also the psychological impact. Karen is very qualified. She is a member of the National Council Society uh, and psychotherapist, So she works with people in these most uncertain times. Lupus is an auto autoimmune disease. She's going to explain to us what that is. I've had a couple of friends that have had lupus. Once upon, a time, I thought it was like a cancer of the blood. I didn't know really what it was, how it impacts you, how people have highs and lows. There are a few of my favorite people here in the United States. Nick Cannon, for one, that experiences lupus, and how it just deteriorates certain parts of your body, your kidney, it could be your heart, it could be your lungs. So we want to get more in depth, but also get some suggestions and some tips on what we can do to ask the right questions of our physicians, to look at alternative options. Now, as a disclaimer, if there is anything that you uh, have questions about, please consult your physician. Everyone is different. We want you to continue with your existing medical care, but this is provided as options and additional information and additional reservoir of information that you can pull down on that you can ask because you don't know what you don't know.
1: Is that right, Karen? It's absolutely correct.
0: Absolutely correct, April. So what we want to do is we want to know more about you. Start with your story. Tell us a little bit about you.
1: Okay, so I'm a psychotherapist, coach, and author, and I specialize in supporting, informing, and transforming the lives of people who have lupus. Mm. And this is based on personal experience because in 2012, I was suddenly emergency admitted to hospital with a a life-threatening fever and for a stomach operation. And whilst I was there, it was found that I um, I was diagnosed with lupus, severe, very severe. I was a top two percentile flare, as they called, which means a spike in disease activity. And I ended up in a wheelchair weighing 90 pounds, and too weak to lift a kettle, mm. so I, I am um, I, and it is a life-threatening condition.
0: Explain to us what is lupus.
1: So basically, it's as you said quite rightly, it's an autoimmune condition. It means that your your immune system is overactive, and it, instead of protecting the body from viruses and bacteria and various other bugs, what it does is it attacks itself. Um, tax the body so that means that it can break down um, important um, things in the body like organs um, skin um, all those major items and can lead to massive joint inflammation and organ inflammation
0: and everyone's signs and symptoms can be very individualized there's no
1: cookie cutter Well, there are 11 official symptoms of lupus. And then there are about six or seven other very typical symptoms of lupus. So it actually does have 11 distinct symptoms, which includes things like swollen, swelling, and and, and, um, fluid around the lungs, around the heart, around the stomach, where you don't want it. Um, And it also... um, has a lot of problems um with blood so you get neurological problems you get blood disorders all that sort of thing come in the top 11.
0: wow and so, so, so it's not it's not, and-
1: distinctive. it's not distinctive as such um it's it, the reason why it's confusing is just because there's so many and some people have some and some people don't have them
0: wow and it just takes you down right away is this like progressive or is this you know well it can be mild
1: moderate or severe mild moderate or severe um and it can also it's not consistent so you can have periods of disease activity heightened disease activity which is known as flares Mm -hmm. um and sometimes it can go into remission or lie dormant for a very very long time years even before flaring up again so someone like Seal, for example, the pop star, you know, with his distinctive marks on his face, they actually came from a bout of discoid lupus when his teens, but it mm-hmm. never affected the whole system. It never went any further in his body. And then it went into complete remission.
0: Wow. Brains, did you know that? I knew that, uh, you know, someone had told me Once before, uh, because he's from the UK, they assumed that he was from another country, that those were tribal markings. But it's good to know that that was, you know, a cause of lupus and that he has been in remission ever since. Yeah.
1: And someone like Lady, so, so sorry. Sorry, April, what were you saying? No, no, go ahead. Um, someone like Lady Gaga, for example, she went out into the, she did a concert in the open air when it was damp and she got into terrible trouble because of her joints the next few days after the concert. Is she a, a victim of uh, lupus as she well? She has she has lupus and someone like Venus Williams had a, a comorbid condition to lupus called Sjogren's. Do you remember? She had to take time out from tennis. Right. right. Time. So, yeah. So it's not not always, you can go through periods like I did where it's, and I still manage the condition. I still have to, you know, take all of the medication, see my rheumatologist, manage my diet and my health and balance it extremely carefully.
0: So you would see a rheumatologist, is that for your particular condition yes. or a rheumatologist is a person that really handles and is the best expert for lupus
1: exactly april they are they are the authorities on lupus there are specific rheumatologists who specialize in lupus as well and um there are centers of of lupus excellence in the uk for example and johns hopkins in the states is the absolute um pinnacle for information and um for uh, physicians about lupus in the us
0: let me ask a question again Brains, I'm just asking a question. The world of stem cell research is really at the forefront right now. People are really integrating that. And I know that you're not a physician, but is that something because I know some people here that work heard that people are researching the possibility of stem cell research Uh, and implementing stem cells using polypotent stem cells to rejuvenate and reactivate. I don't know. Have you heard anything about that?
1: Yeah, very much. It's a very interesting area. And and you're right on um, point because um, something called um, MSC, um, that is mesenchymal stem cell therapy, has been available for about 10 years, but it's only been used specifically for people who don't really respond to the other standard treatments like corticosteroids, Hmm. um, which is, um, and some people don't, it, it hasn't proved successful for some people. However, a paper was released in September of 2022. So just in the autumn of last year, where they said that they had taken just five patients, four women and one man, and they had been able to get complete remission within three months and complete drug remission within 12 months. Wow. So they're very excited about that. And that's called CAR um, T cell therapy. Mm-hmm. And that's the new one on the map, so to speak. And they think that that will be an extremely exciting prospect for severe lupus. But of course, they only trialed it on five people. They've got to right. trial it on a lot a lot more. But the whole of the area, post-COVID, um, and especially looking at things like long COVID, and am wondering how long COVID was triggered. An awful lot of money and effort is being put into this area. And I'm very hopeful that lupus will benefit from it, April.
0: I do too. I do too. You know, there, there's a lot of, things that we are exploring and other countries are a lot more exploratory you know you can go to Sweden you can go to Switzerland you can go to you know Europe and they have more progressive clinical trials but you here in the United States we've got a protocol FDA you know yada 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 you got to go through all of that and which is important to checks and balances but people do have options and have choices let's talk about their mental health though When you go into the hospital and the doctor comes in and he says, you know, patient X, we have some unfortunate news that you have uh, this debilitating disease. It's called, well, we'll say lupus, but it could be anything, right? Your elevator goes all the way to the bottom. The first thing that you think is death. You don't think of there's options. You know, you got to build your back yourself back up. Uh, to want to fight but in that fight there's struggles there's going to be a different barrage of different treatments and medications that may work that may not work Uh, you know people that support you there's always going to be someone that's going to be the internal optimist it's going to be you can do this Karen you can do it April you'll make it through and you look at yourself in the mirror and you go I'm wiped out where do we go, Karen? What what do we do? What, how do we support people? Number
1: one in those spaces, and then two, what is the conversation that we have with ourselves? Yes, I I you are completely right because it is currently an incurable condition. Um, um, it is a devastating, life changing illness for many, um, and and that you know people that the, the jobs they love that they can't physically do anymore. Um, and they may not get the support um, from friends and family that they hope for. One of the the reasons why I'm on air and I'm very thankful for you for promoting this is because it's quite a mysterious disease. People sometimes don't understand how severe lupus is and how much support somebody needs. So when I'm working, for example, one of the first things I'm there is just to be there as a support and an understanding for what they're really going through in a completely completely confidential and private space. So somebody can pull their heart out as to what they're really feeling and just how scared they are. how scared they are. And then, you know, trying to,
0: they wanna be strong for others. They have no idea of what kind of treatment they're going to get. You know, I've got a one gentleman that I introduced you to that is a, a warrior yeah. here. yes, African-American. Yes. Uh, man number one men here african-american men don't like doctors they don't go uh, so he's really a warrior with regards to that but he just had a uh, what did you call him again like a spell he had a yeah a flare he had a flare, a flare. yeah and i was worried because it didn't look real good yeah so there yeah. was a lot of blood transfusions and it was he had to be on dialysis a lot and But he still forged ahead and wanted to support others. And I think after he had got out of the hospital, he went on this walk for lupus to raise money. You know, and that just lets me know that there is hope to whom much is given, much is required, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. And there are some sacrificial lambs. There are people that are going to go through things to be a true testimony and testament to the power of faith, uh medicine and the will to live yeah, yeah. and you yeah. working in that space as a psychotherapist
1: i know you hear a lot yeah well one of the other things is that a lot of people take an awfully long time to be diagnosed so the average the average time for diagnosis in the uk is 6.4 years so many people yeah and 54 percent. there was a study done in 2018 which said that 54% of the people had been diagnosed with something else or had been told that there was nothing wrong with them. And many of those have been told that it was psychological. Now, because I'm a psychotherapist and a 10-year lupus specialist, I'm in a really good position to turn around and say, no, that isn't in your, your mind. That is a lupus symptom. Okay, so you have to provide
0: that reassurance, you see. All right, so someone comes to you and says, you know, Karen, I need help with this. What are some of the questions that they may be able to ask? Everyone is different, but some of the questions that they may have based upon some of the symptoms that you gave us to ask their physician or maybe some tests that they need to take if they feel that it is something beyond, you know, the yes.
1: Well, I mean, the thing is, um, one of the two big symptoms that come up for lupus is chronic pain, severe pain and rashes, strange rashes. The classic one is the malar rash, which is the one that goes across the face and across the cheeks. It's a very distinctive lupus sign. Not everybody has it, but it can be that. And um, some people get them and it's dismissed as rosacea or um, it's it's dismissed as, as, you know, just normal pain. But in my experience, it can be very severe indeed, and they're disbelieved. Um, And what I tell people in that situation is, look, you know your own body. If you know something is horribly wrong, then you just keep going. And one of the things I do an awful lot is to say to people, go get a second opinion, Mm -hmm. you know. Go get a second opinion. Don't give up. Um, and um, you know, we have to be our
0: own healthcare advocates. What I suggest is that you keep a journal. Uh, you know, I was taking a, a medication and I found that it was not doing well by me. I take it a few hours later, I have a couple symptoms. You yeah. know, I go to the bathroom, I do, you know, this, I do that. And I would be able to take that information because I've documented on a consistent weekly basis, two week basis back to my physician and say, hey, look, this is what's happening as a result of this. This was not happening before. Can we consider this? Can we do another blood test? Um, Do you know of anything else that might be in alignment with this? Should I see another specialist? You have to ask these questions. Your doctor is wonderful, absolutely wonderful. But here in the United States, uh, 15 minutes, 20 minute exam. That's what you get. And so they will write a prescription and hope that that works. If not, you'll go back or you'll go back, you'll go back. You end up in an ER. And when you end up in an ER, then you get a complete workup. And then you're, you know, you're completely shocked because you don't know. Doctors are doing the very best that they can. Oh, yes. But like you said, we are uh the gatekeepers here. We are the observers of our life. We know what is not right and don't ignore it. No. Ignoring no. it is not gonna make you
1: go away. No. So of the of, of a recent test, as I said, a very high percentage of people who have lupus get dismissed as not not having anything wrong with them. And of the one, one survey found that 34% of people, well, you think, okay, they're being dismissed because it's mild, because it's not a big deal, that there isn't a problem. But they found on one survey that 35% of the people had severe symptoms. So that is organ-threatening symptoms. Mm-hmm. And then 13.3% had symptoms which were life-threatening. So, And they had been dismissed. So it's just one of these things where you really do need to stand up for yourself, really. And I often find that women's problems are often dismissed as being, I don't know, menopausal or psychological or depression, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, And they constantly underestimate the level of pain that women can go through. And I, in my experience, just like you said about Emmett, um, his, you know, the, the ability to take on board pain from people with lupus is normally extremely high, not the other way and low.
0: Mm, yeah, because uh, he's a warrior and he's been going through this for a long time. Yeah, going through it for a long time, but he yeah. still perseveres and he still cares about others. And he still is a spokesperson for lupus. So tell us
1: a little bit about your book. Do you have a copy of your book there with you? Yeah, I do. It's my copy of my book. Let's it's see. It's called "How to Stay Sane in Pain: Clarity, Resilience, and Calm with Lupus." When I when I was in a wheelchair at my first consultation, when I'd been diagnosed, there I was under a blanket because I was so cold because I was so thin. Um, they basically gave me a little leaflet, a little fold-out leaflet. That was it. This, This incredible thing had just happened to me and all I got was a little leaflet. And I remember one line in it which said, if you're tired, rest. And I remember thinking that was about as helpful as a chocolate teapot.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And so I thought, okay, well, I'll be able to go on the internet and I'll be able to find everything I need and I'll know everything I want and I'll know all the basics and it'll be easy. Well, the information was there, but it was scattered all around the world on websites. Some of them just made you feel worse because they were so scary. And so what I tried to do was write a basic handbook, a sort of what I would have liked to have had when I was first diagnosed.
0: Well, that is amazing. And that took a lot of time and energy because you had to do case studies. You had to look at other people's symptoms. You had to look at the demographic. You had to look at racial ethnicity. You had to look at you know um uh DNA, you know, so there was a lot that has been put into that.
1: Uh is that in wide circulation? Or are you Yeah, yeah, it's on Amazon. You just just literally, if you just Google me. I will come up on Amazon. Um, it's five-star rated on Amazon, available in paperback and ebook. Um, easy as pie, basically.
0: So what is the, the pulse there in um, in the UK as far as different treatment options
1: there? Are they pretty progressive in that regard? Unfortunately, there hasn't been a huge amount of um new drugs and ideas. Ben Lister is one of the more recent ones that was specifically designed for lupus, but it's an injection thing. But the, still, the absolute bedrock is the anti-malarials and the corticosteroids. And of course, steroids have their own problems. You know, um, they can make you feel very wired steroids. You can feel extremely hungry on steroids. Um, one of the things I do is run um, run a uh, an eight week course on what to eat to beat lupus and to manage it correctly. And one of the things I do is provide a snack list for for when people have the lupus have they have the steroids and sort of snack attack basically. Um, uh, but but yeah, so there are all, there are all kinds of problems with those and anti malarials as well. You have to watch your eyes. You have to be very careful about getting your eyes tested on a regular basis so neither of them come without their own long-term problems but those are the two bedrocks that's why when you mention stem cells that's why it's so exciting because we still don't have a cure for lupus
0: right 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 how does this impact a family you know your loved ones you know as a psychotherapist you want to give them all the support that you can. The patient is sick; they're not feeling good. They're angry, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, they're you know they they lash out at you, uh, or they're depressed. It's a whole barrage of things that go on. What do you say to the family members that support someone that has this type of disease?
1: Yes. No. You're absolutely um, very perceptive that's exactly right um you basically when i speak to family members i tell them that um uncritical support Mm. so is 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 perhaps the basis of it so in other words don't question if if they say i'm not feeling well take it for not feeling well because lots of people try and fix people and say well you could you could um Think positive, or you could, uh, or you can get up and it. go
0: for a walk, or you can, oh. you know, watch TV. It's like I don't want to do that.
1: <laughs> yeah. So so and 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 family can be a real issue because lupus is misunderstood and because it's not known very widely. An awful lot of people think it is a minor illness, and and because it, you can feel great one day and not and terrible the next that's very difficult for people around you to understand that and manage that. Mm-hmm. And an awful lot of people I find who have lupus feel terribly guilty. And one of the things I work very hard on is to get rid of the guilt, you know?
0: Right. It, it, Does and that it,
1: make sense? It, it
0: makes perfect sense and it's not their fault, but are there support groups for family members?
1: Um no, not so much, but there there are one or two quite good there's a there's a reasonable wealth well, there's a pretty good website um supporting in the community called Health Unlocked in, in the UK. And I believe also there is in the States, they're they're pretty international sites as well. But I tend to find, April, that the same questions come up again and again and again. So things like what should I eat, you know. Is this symptom a lupus symptom? Um, you know, what do, I, what do I tell my family when I really can't get out of bed? Um, the same questions seem to come up and that's why I, tend to, I watch all the forums to make sure that I'm on top of what the current problems are but they, they tend to be the same, to be honest.
0: So tell us a little bit about how you're managing and how you've been able to, you know, regain a reasonably good quality of life.
1: Yeah, I have bad days when, but I work for myself and everybody around me knows that it, I can, you know, if I've got a bad day, there's nothing I can do about it. But I, I, I learned to pace myself, which is really, really important. So I know what I can and can't do. One of the big problems with lupus is something called payback. So you can do it at the time, but 24 hours later, you're riling around in pain because it's it's payback time basically so you have to be really really careful at how you manage it diet is really important as well what you eat um certain foods um can fight inflammation certain foods can promote inflammation um certain foods don't go well with lupus medication Certain foods don't go well with lupus, a herbal supplements and vitamins. There's all kinds of things that you have to do. Also, I think it's really important to make sure that you have your own support structure. You've got people that you can talk to and um, you can tell them and they, you know, that they will take you seriously and understand. So Karen, I love the cover of your book. Let's see that again. That's a beautiful wolf. Tell us about that. So, 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 wolf lupus is the Latin for wolf. So, right back in the 12th century, Frugardi, a physician, an Italian physician, said that it, the facial rash, the distinctive facial rash, looked as though the patient had been bitten in the face by a wolf. So that's why it's called lupus. Really. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Very interesting. Very interesting. All right. Well, we take you seriously, Karen. We value you and we thank you wearing your purple for lupus. Uh, We know that you are about love and that you could just be working on recovering and living a quality of life, but you are there on the battlefield fighting, not only for yourself, but for others, providing information. And thank you so much. Uh, we you're very valued and you are appreciative please tell my brains how to get in contact with you how they can also get a copy of your book and um you know really kind of speak out ask the right questions and support someone that you may know that has this disease
1: yes so so as I said I'm on Amazon but if you google me um you'll come up I'm on LinkedIn but my major conduit is Facebook so you can get hold of me on Facebook easy as pie a runner facebook group called the lupus bounce back club and i'm also on um linkedin where i post sort of more thoughtful longer articles about subjects to do with lupus
0: well we want to definitely connect with you um again brains go in like love and share share this information with someone that you may know has it Uh, somebody that might be questioning, this is great information that they can take to their doctor and say, hey, I've heard about this. Is this something that I could be tested for? We want you to, again, to continue to take whatever medication and whatever treatment that your doctor has prescribed for you. But there are up and coming alternatives and options in this new day and age of 2023. Thank you so much, Karen. I appreciate you.
1: Thank you so much, April. Thank you. All right. Brains, take care of yourself. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. In